Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. and welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, y'all. So what are we talking about on the podcast this week? This week, we are going to be talking about how to remember someone's pronouns, Uh, Mm -hmm. some kind of like tips and tricks on how to do that. Yeah, we touched Um, on this in the episode, like, a little bit back. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think when we talked about Mm neo-pronouns, I think we talked a little bit about this, but it is a very good skill to have. And it is a skill, which I think is important to remember. Right, right. And we also kind of wanted to have a kind of resource that you could direct people to. So if there's someone in your life who has some challenges in Mm -hmm. remembering pronouns... Perhaps is struggling to learn your new pronouns... Hello, ally, wonderful family member, friend, person. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to welcome, Gender welcome. Journeys. Yes. <laughs> we want to have this as kind of a resource there. But at the same time, our primary audience, I think, is intended to be folks who are genderqueer. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about gender. Or at least gender expansive of at some variety. At least gender variety. expansive. We're, we're here to talk about gender without having to really like... Narrate to the cis view. Yep, narrate to the cis view. Mm-hmm. Explain every little thing we talk about. Except for in this episode. Except for in this episode. But, but I also think that this is a skill that even gender expansive people can learn and can really benefit from. And don't necessarily inherently have for context. So something that I think I'll just plug because Josie maybe doesn't want to hype herself up, but (laughs) Josie's the fucking best at this, at (laughs) like being able to immediately switch and change pronouns and it's genuinely i use they them pronouns and i fuck up people's they them pronouns that i know (laughs) like when i say i fuck them up i don't mean that i go around misgendering people but i struggle to keep people's pronouns straight especially in my mind especially when i'm doing like long rants to my partner Mm -hmm. in moments where i'm like maybe you know thinking more about other things which is surprising because again like i feel like as when he uses they them pronouns i should just magically be great at it and like Y'all, that's not how it works. But Josie here is an actual expert because I have had a lot of like switching around of my pronouns Mm -hmm. and also to this day still use different pronouns in different contexts. So Josie got on board and now like, I mean, regularly, just even in like small things of like how I want you to refer to me to our cats. (laughs) Right. Um, We do like switches like that. And Josie has all these tips and tricks to do those smoothly and without an issue. Yeah. And I will say this this is also not just some like inborn talent that I have. Mm -mm. I know when I first came out as gender expanse, I mean, I may have touched on this previously in the podcast. When I came out as trans, I really thought that because I was a trans woman, I like got gender (laughs) in like a fundamental way. And I, it took me longer than I wish it had to recognize that I actually didn't understand 
non-binary genders and non-binary individuals. I fundamentally think that it's non-binary people who see beyond the veil I can... of gender and reality. I'm pretty sure my surgeon <laughs> who's doing night top surgery said something along those lines. 10 out of 10. He knows what's up. Awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but so I know that, like, for example, when I first graduated college, I moved in with a bunch of really awesome genderqueer folks. Mm-hmm. But when I first moved in with them, there were several folks that I lived with who used they, them pronouns. And I remember being like... Well, I changed my own pronouns, so... I've got it. I've clearly got this down pat. And I, like, had trouble. I did struggle mm-hmm. with pronouns. It, it was a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And so when Elle says that I am good at doing pronouns and, like, good at learning and switching pronouns quickly, part of the reason for that is not just because I magic it. It's because I have these tips and tricks. Right, and because you've worked to better the skill and i think that's something we have definitely talked about previously which Mm -hmm. is that like people are not necessarily trying to be hurtful by messing up gender expansive people's pronouns now some people mess up people's pronouns to be hurtful i'm not saying that that doesn't exist that's out there but like also i think especially parents i think especially people who have never interacted with gender expansive people it is genuinely a skill i know that somebody who is incredibly supportive of me at work once misgendered me to the entirety of my staff and because i know and love this individual i messaged this person and was like hey you did do this (laughs) i do use they them and this individual was like oh my god i did I use a pronoun? And I was like, Mm -hmm. you did. And like, I really like, I trust this person to the ends of the earth. I'm very confident that this person just didn't realize Mm -hmm. that there was a pronoun in the sentence structure. And there was. And like, that came from no, that didn't even come from a lack of caring. That just came from like literal muscle memory. Right. Like putting pronouns in sentences doesn't require thought. (laughs) Right. So if you have been directing, directed here by Mm -hmm. a loved one, because you are a loving ally and for some reason it just can't quite stick it's just fine i understand we're not here to attack that that's so that struggle is so real it's so real and honestly you are doing good work just by listening to the podcast so you know Mm-hmm. Or maybe if you're directed here because you have a friend who needs to switch pronouns in different situations, either because of their own gender identity or because of safety concerns, yep. that's also super real. And switching pronouns for a person is like next level. So like mm-hmm. good on you yes. <laughs> for yeah. working on that. And it's, yeah. it is, it's hard. Yeah. So I guess if we're going to dive into the tips and tricks part of this, then mm-hmm. go for it. The first tip, the mm-hmm. first like real skill to develop is you have to start recognizing when you are using pronouns. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned with that individual at your workplace, mm-hmm. pronouns are almost as invisible as articles in our parts yeah. of speech. What's an article? Not all of us are authors <laughs> here. <laughs> an article are things like the and a. Mm-hmm. So like... I mean, there's like this old internet meme where it's like, count the number of H's in this sentence. And the trick of it is no one ever reads the H in the because they don't read the word the. It just exists as like a placeholder word. Mm -hmm. And a lot of pronouns for a lot of people, especially for people that you're intimately familiar with, they they occupy that space. Right. You, You don't think of the fact that you have to use a pronoun in a sentence, often kind of because because pronouns hold the place of somebody's name to you in like the pathways in your brain you are thinking just eleanor 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 over Mm -hmm. and over you're not necessarily thinking of the pronoun you're about to use right so the first step is you do have to start also for context eleanor is my full name i do go by both l and eleanor but i'm not sure eleanor has ever been on this podcast (laughs) that's a good point sorry (laughs) but you need to start recognizing when you're about to use a pronoun and that can be just a gentle thing you know if somebody says like hey you you misgendered me you use my the wrong pronoun here just pausing and being like 
I did use a pronoun. Wow, you're right. I like it's it's okay. It's I mean, don't necessarily like don't put this back on this person. Yeah, but in put, your brain, in, in your, brain, your own brain, in your brain, you can be like, okay, so I know now that I used a pronoun there. And maybe if you're not going back over, okay, okay, what did I say and where did I use a pronoun? I've right. been told I used a pronoun, so like I'm gonna trust that I did right. and apologize and move on. But in my brain, be like, okay, I said these two or three sentences. Where was the pronoun in it? Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the ways that that becomes very obvious very quickly is if you start trying to not use pronouns. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, that's something that you can do for folks who just aren't comfortable with any pronouns, mm-hmm. who don't want any pronouns. Which is a real... Which is a very real and valid thing. Mm-hmm. And if you start just trying to think of it that way of, like, okay, well, I don't want to use any pronouns in this sentence. You'll find grammatical hoops to jump through to get that to happen. You will. Mm-hmm. and But it does take a little bit of thought. and Yeah. And so. I'll, I'll also add on that just... Starting to even note it when you're writing things. For people who use multiple pronouns, I am very careful in my writing to use all of their pronouns, Mm. which is a cool thing to do, by the way. Work on that, too. But especially in writing, because then also you have more time to kind of process it. I think that writing can kind of be like the trainer wheels of getting these things right because you have more time to process it. And if you mess up, you just can delete and fix it. (laughs) And I mean, like, to that point of this, like, not being inherently easy and it being a skill, like... I'm, I'm currently working on revising a novel. Mm-hmm. My novel has a gender fluid character in it. I have read this novel, I think, <laughs> so probably probably going on 15 times now, cover to cover, trying to edit it. I did my final pass through of it last week. I misgendered them once in a scene. <laughs> I've had this character in this book for nine drafts. And I was like reading this scene that's been in the book for a while. And I was like, and I was like, what, why is there a he him here? That's like, not, who's the man? Who is the man in this scene? The only other man is across the clearing anyway. But so like, so that's a very real thing. Just mm-hmm. recognizing when you are going to be using pronouns mm-hmm. in a sentence, mm-hmm. first and foremost, is a helpful way to just even recognize that you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. The next tip slash trick that I would recommend is... Wait, sorry, can I put a pause on that? Mm -hmm. Also, if you get to the point where maybe you recognize when you're using pronouns, but you're still struggling to change them, which is approximately this point in our tips and tricks, that also allows you that if you do mess up some of these pronouns, you can self-correct before they have to correct you, which I strongly encourage. That's just a... Like, if you realize that you fucked up, just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm she moving forward. And then just go on with your sentence. That's so much easier than making a gender expansive person stop you and correct you and deal with that whole hassle. That's an extremely good point. Just a top, just, just a hot take. That's an extremely good point. (laughs) Okay, next one. And so if that's where you're at Mm -hmm. and you're like, but I don't want to do the misgendering. I don't want to put that like pain or burden Mm -hmm. or whatever onto my friend, my loved one. Mm -hmm. One way that I have found that is extremely helpful for me Mm -hmm. is changing the pronoun that you use when you think of a person which is also so validating for those of us who are gender expansive because my greatest fear is that everybody just thinks of me as a woman who they have to call they like literally that is truly basically my greatest gender related fear and i mean like that was a big fear that even i had as a Tran- mm-hmm. as a binary trans woman that people were just using she to be polite around me mm-hmm. and like that's another level of this like you don't necessarily realize when you're using pronouns thought isn't always narration yep and so thought is sometimes more abstract yep and so you don't necessarily always recognize that you are even gendering somebody in your thought 
And that could even not necessarily be that in your day-to-day, like catching yourself and correcting yourself, you should catch yourself and correct yourself in your thoughts. And that Mm -hmm. will help you to learn. Yeah. But one other way that you can kind of preempt that and help to train yourself is like every time you look at someone or you independently think of someone, insert into that thought a sentence of like, oh, there is L. they look great today. Mm -hmm. And like train yourself in that way of, you like prime the thoughts there. Like give yourself that like, kind of starting point yeah and I think that kind of going off that well two points going off that first off I think one thing that you're bringing up is like practicing like it is Mm -hmm. okay I know that we've definitely done this with various people in our orbit who use various different types of pronouns or no Mm -hmm. pronouns where we just are like okay we're gonna have a conversation about this person just to practice their pronouns and that's so valid like we're just literally gonna sit down and just practice 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 and like that can happen in community like Josie and I do and it Mm -hmm. can also just happen mentally which will genuinely help you get mm-hmm. like reroute that muscle memory. Yeah. Another thing in terms of like the men- the way that you're thinking about people and mentally gendering them is also like noting if there are certain instances that you have more issues gendering them correctly in so that you can mm-hmm. be aware of that. So like something that came up early in our relationship actually mm-hmm. was so I met you right when you came out as trans. So I really only knew you as a woman. Mm-hmm. And yet I struggled to mentally gender you correctly when I was thinking about sexual moments of ours because I'd only been with men. (laughs) Right. Um, So like I noticed that in my brain and I I mean I didn't tell you right up front I wasn't like haha I can't gender you correctly that that would be weird don't do that but I like noticed it in my mind and was like very very careful around moments that I knew that like habit of misgendering would Mm -hmm. come up in my brain so that it didn't come out of my mouth (laughs) and I think that there is a tendency and I felt some of this to deny that and not acknowledge it because it feels shameful it feels bad to be misgendering somebody that you love or somebody you care about or in this Mm -hmm. case a partner but like allow yourself to acknowledge that allow yourself to be like wow i really i can get on board with my friend child lover parent whatever's gender except for this one context where they're assigned to gender like really meant something to me and it's hard for me to get their pronouns Mm -hmm. right in that context that's okay just like sit with that Mm -hmm. and then just be more careful right around those situations that will bring that up for you and i think building on that Mm -hmm. when you notice that you are misgendering somebody in your thoughts Mm -hmm. so like this can both be you lead off a thought like you see somebody the first thing you think when you see somebody is their pronoun Mm -hmm. or a sentence with their pronoun in it Mm mm-hmm Then there can also be a situation where you realize suddenly that you've been thinking about somebody with the wrong pronoun. Yes, and I think that that's the one that resonates for me at least. And in that moment, you don't have to beat yourself up. Mm -mm. Like, that can just be gently noted. You can instead of... And corrected. And corrected. I mean, that's the thing is you, you recognize like, wow, I have been using she, her for this entire sentence in my brain or like this entire thought process in my brain. I'd like to stop doing that. And Mm -hmm. then you correct and you move forward in the thought. But like beating yourself up, I've found isn't actually all that helpful. Um, Especially because then you are, instead of thinking about the person in their correct gender, you're thinking about yourself being bad. And so you've now redirected and so you're not actually practicing. Like I feel like the best thing to do if you like catch yourself misgendering somebody in your mind for like a full sentence or even the full thought path is just be like, oh, and then rerun the whole sentence or the whole thought Mm -hmm. path with the correct pronouns and the correct gender. And then like, that's the best thing. That's the extent of beating yourself up. The worst thing you can do, in my opinion, is like put that in a little box and be like, oh my God, I never did that. Nope. And then just like 
Right, because then you don't learn from it. Then then you don't learn what the situational context was around. Because it's okay. Like it is if you're if you are genuinely trying your best to gender this person correctly, it's okay. Like even if you're taking longer than is ideal, even if this person is mad at you, because it's also valid for them to have their own feelings on this. But like we can be here to tell you it's okay. If you are genuinely doing your absolute damnedest that's literally all that can be asked of you. Yeah. Just, I mean, don't put that on the other person no. either. It's also but. valid for them to be, I mean, it's also just valid for them to be like, okay, well, it's taking you three months to figure out my pronouns, so I can't talk to you until you figure them out. That's also valid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's just like, it's challenging. It right. is trying. It does. It is hurtful. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. So I think my final kind of tip here then, and this is one that I actually am a little bit personally dubious on i am still kind of shopping this one it doesn't work perfectly but i think it can be really useful and it is to not assign somebody pronouns when you first meet them Mm. and this is kind of high level because in order to do this this trick you have to have already noted when in your sentence structure you use pronouns right and learned how to gently correct yourself on pronouns so you these tips and tricks are hierarchical yes (laughs) start with number one and so like the two yes and so like this third one here is the pinnacle of Mm -hmm. it this is when you can like this is something that has been kind of like used as a anti-trans meme in the past of like how dare you assume my gender identity Mm -hmm. and like that's annoying that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that like Going... And some people do work very hard to express their gender identity, and you should acknowledge that. If somebody is, like, in high-ass femme, you should acknowledge that they are in high-ass femme. Right, like, that's the thing is... <laughs> Things like that. People don't have to ver- necessarily verbalize their pronouns to you yeah. for you to to know their pronouns. If somebody is walking around in high-ass femme clothing or looking extremely mask, it's probably safe to use she her and or if, he and him. if it's also valid if they don't use the right. pronouns but they they would probably like i can't imagine somebody is out here in high femme and if you call them she they'd be like angry they'd be like yo please don't but like you know right right and then like that's, they'd understand <laughs> that's why. a situation where you could then you know switch pronouns right but if you go into the situation looking at somebody and like consciously thinking this is why i'm going to gender this person this way either because they told me to or because you recognize they might be employing plenty of tells to try and get that response Mm -hmm. then you are already thinking of the pronouns in a way that makes them more malleable yeah the reason that i say this with sort of a grain of salt is because what ends up happening here is you end up I mean, me at least, how, how this ends up for me is I end up just calling everybody they, them in my brain, mm-hmm. slash out loud, until I am told otherwise, mm-hmm. which is not inherently harmful, necessarily. Mm-hmm. However, they, them is misgendering to some people. Mm-hmm. If somebody started calling me they, them, like, and that was the only pronouns they used for me, I would probably feel misgendered because... Okay. I am a woman. Right. And I think that's the thing is like, there is a difference between non-binary pronouns and gender neutral pronouns. And in an ideal world, we could have one of both, Mm -hmm. but we don't have one of both. So they, them is both our non-binary pronoun and our gender neutral pronoun. So it's one thing to be like, I've never interacted with this person. I don't know their gender. So I'm using Mm -hmm. they, them. And it's another thing to actually know this person and use they, them for them because it is misgendering. If somebody uses he, she, or she, her, or zizem, or Mm -hmm. any other pronouns and has expressed that to you in one way or another, they, them is in fact, yes, misgendering. And and I fall like, 
as good at pronouns as I am, I fall into this trap a lot. I know that you have one friend who specifically is gender fluid and uses multiple different pronouns and does they're not... multi-gender, but yes. They're multi-gender. Mm-hmm. And Z specifically does not use they, them. Yep, Z considers... is their baseline, and, and they have lots of other pronouns that are fun to play with yep. other times. And Z have noted <laughs> that they, them is misgendering towards them. And they actively hate it, and that's the one that they like hurts them <laughs> right and so i because for me it's like this baseline and because i've never actually met this person mm-hmm. i oftentimes just use they them and in like in like conversation and then like a beat later i'm like oh shoot no like that doesn't work that's not it and yeah. part of the reason for that is because i have practiced this like gender neutrality of the folks that i think about i have like like cis people i sometimes call they them because hey, I y'all just... i'm not i'm telling you josie's josie's top notch at this master level <laughs> i don't think that's top notch they have pronouns that's a whole fact but <laughs> still so so this final <laughs> at one at least ma- top notch and you've done a lot of work on it. right and so so i think that this final one this like top level of it is grain of salt because there are caveats there are yeah. considerations to it it's but also I, still think it's, I think it's worth still just like noting that you are gendering somebody even if it's like well this person is signaling that they are feminine or signaling that they are masculine yeah especially if it's like they're signaling that they're feminine a little bit and they're not signaling that they're queer so therefore i'm gonna go with she her and like that's okay yeah yeah (laughs) as long as you're noting why and are open to changing mm -hmm. your understanding of it because people also like it's okay to note that like queer people signal that they're queer like hella hard often yeah 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 (laughs) At least in our very liberal area of the U.S., people do. Yeah, yeah. I have a fun one to just plug at the end. I think a fun <laughs> other tip slash trick is if you have pets, um, talking to the pets about your partner or friend or loved one if they're around so they get to hear you gendering them correctly. Because that that's... That you, like, often don't hear people gender you. So I know, mm-hmm. like, Josie, especially when I'm, like, when I've tried out new pronouns, will, we have two cats, as y'all have heard, <laughs> um, will, like, you know, talk to Fergus or Claire about me in just, like, you know, stupid little kitschy ways that you talk to your pets, but try out the new pronouns in that. And that's both practice for Josie with my pronouns, and I get to hear it, and I just think that's a... It's a fun way to actually get to gender your partner. Yeah. And it could work like with anybody that you live with or anybody that you're hanging out with, right? If your yeah. pet is present when you're hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I just think that's a fun one. That is a very good one. That's a, that's a good little extra tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want to give us the like short version? One, yes. two, three. Yes. The short version. So tip summary, number. Summary. Give us the summary. One, two, three. Okay. So tip number one is learn when you are using pronouns. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize where they fall in your sentences, and the situations in which you are using particular pronouns. Mm -hmm. Step number two, self-correct gently in your own mind. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you are using the correct pronoun for somebody, not just out loud because they've asked you to, but in the way that you are literally thinking of them. Mm -hmm. And when you notice that you aren't thinking of them correctly do what you can to address that mentally and change it without beating yourself up because beating yourself up will not actually. And there's nothing to beat yourself up for. You're learning. You're You're learning learning. a new skill. Look at you go. Absolutely. And third and final ish (laughs) is make sure that you are noting 
why you are gendering someone in a particular way, Mm -hmm. either because they are presenting in a way that is very clearly signaling their gender, Mm -hmm. or because they have literally told you what Mm -hmm. pronouns they want to use. A very helpful way of signaling their gender. (laughs) And tip three and a half, talk to your pets. Yes. I mean, just talk to your pets. It's lovely. They'll love you. (laughs) But I think that that tip three and a half is a very good point of like... It's a good way to practice tips one through three. I think that I think that one of the kind of like run through tips here is find a buddy. Yeah. And like your pets can be your buddy. Find somebody who you can practice these pronouns with in a way that is like you're both aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Or if your pets aren't aware of what's happening, you're only talking to your pets because you're aware that you're doing this. Right. And I don't think it's a terrible like, like especially if this is like a coworker or somebody maybe you're not mm-hmm. close with, maybe you would never interact with them and your pets simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And that's a decent level of intimacy right there. Yeah. I don't think it's a terrible idea to like bring up their name in meetings that they're not in, you know, just be like, wow, such and such did awesome work on this project and utilize their pronouns in those yeah. moments too. Like just find ways to utilize their pronouns. It often won't be when they're present because talking about somebody when that person is present is like a pretty, as somebody who thinks a lot about my pronouns and as somebody who has my pronouns messed up pretty regularly, the number of times that I actually see people use my pronouns is very limited. Right, right. <laughs> so like finding any excuse that you can, pets are a great one that we've utilized mm-hmm. to use somebody's pronouns really yeah. helps. And kind of on that one final note to tack on at the very end here, mm-hmm. accountability buddies are great. Yeah. Don't expect the person whose gender or pronouns you're trying to learn to be your accountability buddy. Oh my God. And if you use the wrong j- pronoun for them and they don't correct you, don't assume that means it's okay. It takes so oh, It takes so much energy. I cannot really tell does. you how much energy and trust it takes. Yes. No. Yeah. So if somebody doesn't correct the pronoun, that does not mean they're suddenly okay with the pronoun that you accidentally used. No, it probably means they're hurting internally. So, and maybe you should feel a little bit bad. Just yeah. a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little bit. Yeah. But on that note, having an accountability buddy, I think that one of the ways that Elle and I practice this in our own home with our friends. True. Is when Elle accidentally misgenders a friend. Mm-hmm. I gently correct L, mm-hmm. same the other way, L mm-hmm. gently correct me. Having that accountability buddy on hand is a really powerful way For to sure. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because somebody else will always be able to hear what you're saying better than you will. Absolutely. All right. So any final last moment thoughts, tips, tricks? I don't think so. Listen Account- to the podcast again. Listen to the podcast again. <laughs> accountability buddies, gently note, make sure that you are aware of when you're using the pronouns. And um, that's, I mean, honestly, it just takes practice. It, it ju- really does. It takes practice and it takes time. It does. And like, it takes self-forgiveness. Yeah. And just final caveat, I guess, do, just, just, just do not make this the gender expansive person's problem. Right. It doesn't take their forgiveness. You have to do self-forgiveness so yeah. that they don't have to forgive yeah. you. Because that's put, not their issue. Yeah. Do not put this burden on them. This is a very self-directed. Mm-hmm. If they sent you this podcast, they believe in your ability to do this, to learn it. It is a skill, but you've got it. Yeah. Go forth. Absolutely. Conquer the pronouns. Conquer those pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's where we're just about going to wrap it up this week on Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. Thank you all so much for listening this week. I hope you learned something. And uh, as always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it.
Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash gender journeys. We hope to hear from you soon.